Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello and welcome to the show. There has been an increase in sleep issues since the beginning of COVID. How important is sleep to our mental and physical health? And how can we improve it if we're struggling with it? This episode, I will dive deeper into the impact our sleep has on mental health and hopeful tips for us to improve on rest during an unknown period of time. I will also talk a little bit about dreams and what they mean and dream interpretation. Last week's episode was on what happens in therapy. Can't we just pray? I also talked about different types of healing prayer and how beneficial that is along with ongoing therapy. And I talk about the details of inside a therapy session and really normalizing the process so we're not afraid to go. Perhaps you have a loved one that you really think could benefit from counseling and they are a little bit nervous. This episode could help them. So make sure to go back and check it out. I have some exciting information about the book that I have been working on called The Brave Encourager. It is officially on Amazon for purchase and I'll be working on an actual launch of April 1st. If you do want to help write an Amazon review and you want a free PDF of the book, please email me at Heidi at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. Putting together a launch team right now and people who would be willing to share it. So I really appreciate it if you would be interested. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now into the show. I pray that you give me the wisdom and revelation that the listeners need to hear right now. Anything I say that is not useful for them, I pray that they can let that go. But I just pray, Lord, that you just come and bring your peace, bring your presence, bring your love to really show the listeners a new, deeper way of being able to know you in their sleep. In Psalms 127, too, you say that for he grants sleep to those he loves, and he loves you. He loves you so much. So I just pray that God's love will just come over you right now in the space that you are at and that you would just allow yourself to just gain wisdom and revelation from this episode. Amen. So personally, I have really been struggling with sleep for the last couple months. I actually fall asleep really great, but I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm up and I can't fall back asleep. When I wake up, I sometimes will think about all sorts of things that I didn't think of during the day. I'm thinking about this person or that situation. What about this? What about that? Does this sound familiar? Maybe you struggle to fall asleep or you sleep in and you get too much sleep. Perhaps you're not working and you're sleeping all the time. Or maybe you're working too much and not getting enough sleep. Or maybe you feel like you're doing everything right. You're watching less news, but you're still struggling with sleep. There are many reasons for sleep struggles right now. One is that there is a ton going on in the spirit. The enemy is at work in our atmosphere. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. 
For me personally, I've noticed that I actually don't sleep well if I've had sugar or extra carbs. So this includes any chocolate, a glass of wine, if I have any candy or treats, and then if I just kind of want some extra crackers or something, you might think, well, who cares about that? Well, I wish I didn't have to. <laughs> I wish I could just eat and drink whatever I want. I think a lot of us do, but I know I can't. And there are reasons that I don't totally understand, but God does. We need to listen to our body and our soul and our spirit. It's all connected. It all comes back and impacts how we sleep. Remember that the soul is our heart, will, and our emotions. Our spirit is saved when we give our life to Jesus. So our body and our soul are the ones that are kind of getting a little messed up. And we need to get aligned with the Lord, which is what he talks about in John 15, where we abide with him. We're in the vine and he takes away our dead branches and prunes the fruit that we already have. So why am I personally eating more sugar? Well, I have some things that's keeping me a little bit more stressed. One is finishing up writing this book and launching it. Although it's a wonderful, amazing thing, and I'm honored that God is having me write it, it's a new thing, and it's scary. The identity of putting myself out there has caused me some stress. And I also have some other personal things that I have going on that are causing me stress. So I've been emotionally eating. <sighs> Deep breath. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> if I'm emotionally eating, then I'm not actually giving my struggles to the Lord in those moments. I know this in my brain, but I'm still struggling to get the revelation in my body. So what this means is I actually am close to breakthrough. So that means all of you are close to breakthrough if this is something you're struggling with. But we need to give sacrifice to the Lord. We need to give the Lord offering of our emotions in these moments. 2 Timothy 1.7 says that for the spirit of the Lord did not give us the spirit of timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And in some versions, it says a sound mind. And so sound mind, self-discipline, all of that is kind of back to we're giving it to the Lord. So we're not in this place of timidity or fear, but we're operating from that place of love. And this gives us power from the Lord. I don't mean like power, like control power, but Holy Spirit power, where we're resting in that place of confidence of who we are and we're not needing to strive. I'm not a medical doctor, nor am I a sleep expert, but I've put together some helpful things that I have found. So the first thing is wondering why? Why do we have sleep difficulties? I've talked a little bit about this, but right now, especially with COVID and the things that we have in the world with Ukraine and Russia and the things in the United States, there's a lot of unknown. We do not know what will come today nor tomorrow. Things change frequently and you don't know what information will come next. This can actually be traumatic and disturbing for our bodies and our brains, which can impact our lack of rest and struggle to sleep. It's why it's important that we watch what we put into our brains and our bodies. Isolation and being alone. I think some of us are not doing this as much as the beginning of COVID, but there are still some people who are operating with very strict COVID rules, and this is negatively impacting their mental health and the people around them, and they're not sleeping well. The other thing is, let's say you're really comfortable, you have a great immune system, you're not as strict with COVID, but you have family that is. This is really stressful on you, on them. They might look at you and be saying things hurtful like you are hurting me and you're causing pain for our family because you're not getting the vaccine. And there's conversations like this that are happening that are very deeply disturbing and emotionally 
very hurtful on both ends. So I'm not saying one person is bad and the other person isn't. It's all just a big struggle. It's all just hard for all of us. And so when we have these hurts in relationships, it's going to impact us to feel rested. Sleep is critical to physical health and effective functioning of the immune system. It's also a key promoter of emotional wellness and mental health. This helps to keep stress back, depression, anxiety. The average adult needs seven to nine hours of good sleep a night, no less or no more. There's no such thing as catching up. You either get the sleep or you don't. Consistency is key with sleep. So here's what sleep improves. One is that it improves our immune system. We're less apt to get sick when we get healthy amounts of sleep. Two is that our brain functions well, contributing to the complex thinking, the learning, memory, decision-making, and it also can help our kids stay sharp. And then the third thing is our mood and our mental health. If we don't get sleep, we can get really, really crappy the next day, and we can be short with other people and not actually make very good decisions. How can we improve this and get better at sleep? Well, one is a schedule. Have a wake time, a bedtime routine, schedule time for meals, exercise. Keep this as much as possible you can and the same for each day. Staying up really late and sleeping in can cause you to be more sluggish and unproductive, which can lead to more depression and eventual anxiety. Journaling, drawing, reading, and evening prayer, giving kids a bath, bedtime story, making a to-do list for the next day, taking a bath or shower, playing with kids' pets, having a cup of tea, laying out kids' clothes for the next day, you laying your clothes out for the next day. These kind of things are routine. Anything that is keeping you or your children away from screens, if possible. And the next one is that bed is only for sleep. Make sleep area a restful place. Make sure to have cool light and eliminate really bright light. Use bed for sleep. Don't use it for work. Don't use it for homework. Don't bring your laptop in bed and work. You want to have it be a very restful place. The next one is light. You want to get vitamin D, get outside, open windows if you can. Well, you can't really in the winter, but in the summer you can. And at least keep your blinds lifted during the day. Sunlight can help our carcadium rhythm. And then vitamin D is for our immune system. Make sure to wear sunscreen. The next one is screen time. Do not have intense screen time an hour before bed and try to limit this during the day. The blue light produced has found to interfere with the body's natural sleep promoting processes. You can also set your devices to reduce or filter blue light. The next one is guided visuals or soaking. So you can look at imagery. I have a picture of Jesus that I have on my computer that I will picture in my mind. And that's something that I will go to. There's lots of different apps that can help you to calm. And you want to make sure that it's biblical based and something that you're integrating with your faith. I know that Julie True has some really great soaking music and soaking images and there's a lot of Bible verses imagery that you can listen to where they actually read Bibles and have beautiful imagery as you look at it. The next one is health. This is a big one for me, actually. So you have to just kind of listen to your body and your heart and really see what it is that you need. Avoid caffeine after two o'clock. Avoid alcohol and sugar three hours before bed. Some people will say that they think drinking alcohol helps them sleep because it's a relaxer, but it actually doesn't. The sugar that's inside of it actually has a reverse effect and it doesn't allow your body to truly relax. 
I actually tried to forget about having sugar before bed and I had Dairy Queen with my kids. And then I wake up at 2 a.m. and I wonder, why can't I get back to sleep? Oh, I remember that I had Dairy Queen. So just make sure to drink lots of water, eat healthy, take vitamins. I'm not saying that you can't have treats or treat yourself, but just limit it. Okay, the next one is to write. Schedule journaling time with the Lord. And you could also call it worry time with the Lord, but it's really important to get out your worries. Don't hold them in because then they're going to come out sideways in the middle of the night. And I know that the Bible says that do not worry, but in all things with prayer and supplication, submit your things to the Lord. And he talks about that, that we're to give that to him. Some of us have a problem with this. We feel bad that we're giving it to the Lord. The Lord desires in us sharing our heart with him. It's an offering. And so I really want to encourage you to journal or even pray where you're just venting to the Lord and you're saying, I'm struggling with this. I'm worried about this. Just get it all out and then do a little bit of listening. So just wait to hear what he has to say. So that means just like, what impression do you have from the Lord? What's his response? I know for me, when I was really struggling with something, I just heard the Lord gently say, wait. I'm like, ah, I got a little annoyed of that. But I said, okay, this is God. Okay, I'm going to wait. I waited a little. And as I waited more, the peace started to come over me and the concerns I had shifted. And I got new revelation about the worry that I had. So it's really, really powerful, you guys. When we give our worries to the Lord, don't keep them in your head. Don't keep processing them to someone else. Although it does feel good sometimes to talk with somebody else. But if you're doing it over and over and over again, and that conversation is repeating and it's not changing, you need to go to the Lord on it. And most of the time, that's where it is more effective. So whether you do it out loud, whether you do it journaling, it's important to be able to get out that worry to the Lord. Then the next one is that if you do wake up, try to visualize yourself with Jesus in the throne room. Think of a Bible verse that brings peace to you. So maybe Psalms 4.8, in peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Wait until you feel his presence. It also can be helpful to actually get out of bed and do something kind of boring. So tidying a drawer, making a grocery list, making a pair of socks together, it can allow your sleep drive a chance to fill up so then it's easier to fall asleep because you're more tired and then you stay asleep the next night. So the last thing about sleep I want to talk about is dreams. Acts 2.17 says, And the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. We all dream, okay? We all have dreams. We may not remember them, but about four dreams a night is what we have. And if you look at your life as a whole, this is a lot. What this means is that we can be doing a lot of God's work when we're sleeping, There are many businesses birthed from a dream, the structure or strategy that was given to someone in a dream. I've actually had many of times this happen to me. Cindy McGill has a really great book called What Your Dreams Are Telling You. And then I also have a big dream book called The Divinity Code. It's pretty big, but it has a dictionary or Bible for things that are in our dreams, kind of typical things. And it has Bible references for each one of them. For example, if you're dreaming of being a waiter, A typical meaning of this is that you are a faithful servant of God or you are filled and ready for service. Water can mean Holy Spirit. 
dream of showering or going to the bathroom. This is actually a symbol of cleansing and being cleansed from the Lord. A common dream is seeing teeth fall out. This is actually about wisdom. There's something that you're going through that's difficult that you're chewing on. And the wisdom is actually needing to be digested. So in all of these, we basically use the dream as evidence on what to pray for. So it's a heavenly strategy. It's heavenly information. If you dream about your teeth falling out and you're still struggling with a big decision, pray to God. Say, God, I thank you for clarity of giving me wisdom. I pray for heavenly revelation and an ability to move through this decision the way that you would like. Help me to process this wisdom and finish digesting the revelation. I want to give you a couple examples of history of where dreams actually made an impact on where we're at today. And I'm getting this from Cindy McGill's book. So the first one is the periodic table of elements. One night in February 1869, Dmitry Mendeleves, a Russian scientist, had a dream of a table where all the elements fell into places required. This led to the first version of the periodic table of elements, which is what was foundational for modern chemistry and that we still use today. Harriet Tubman had many vivid dreams that she believed were from God. She used them to guide hundreds of escaped slaves to freedom from the Underground Railroad. The Titanic, there were 19 documented cases of dreams that predicted the sinking of the Titanic. The 19 people who had these dreams included several passengers, some of whom paid attention to their dreams and survived, while others ignored them and drowned. So we can use our dreams to get information about what to do, things to do differently, and even people that we need to ask for wisdom from. And so they're really, really powerful to be able to use this information. The other thing I want to say is that dreams don't all come from God. There's three different places where dreams come from, either from God, from the devil, or from our soul or ourself. Some people maybe call some dreams pizza dreams, and that really just means they're just nothing dreams. And I don't think I would say I think dreams are nothing. They all give us information. But the pizza dreams, or I can say some soul dreams, are where your mind is actually flushing out things that you're dealing with. And so there's symbolism behind it that's communicating what's going on in your soul. For the last couple of years, I've actually received many dreams, but also revelations. And revelations are very different. For me, when I wake up, I get a little snapshot and a message, and it's not something that I recognized at first. So now recently, I've actually started writing them down because I see, okay, God's actually talking to me and I'm sleeping. So here's just a couple. This one was about three months ago, and I heard this. Don't beat yourself up. You're doing amazing. God is proud of you. You are just enough as you are. So that was one thing that I heard. I woke up in the middle of the night and I thought, oh my gosh, I got to write this down. Here's another one I heard. I have access to all of the abundance of life, fruit of the kingdom of God. John 10.10 says that the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So I'm referencing that. I feel like that verse was about that, that God actually wants to give me an abundant life, but that I have access to everything in the kingdom. I think sometimes we think a little small and we just do small things. And then the last little bit of revelation I got was that I need to sit at his feet each day. I need to do this as an offering, even if I don't feel like it. And I need to do this for the rest of my life, that I trust God's fruit from this, that this will dig a well in my home. The presence of the Lord is what will transform my home my neighborhood, my work, my world, it will not happen by worrying. 
So what can you do when it comes down to dreaming? Well, one is that you can ask God for them. Say, God, please, I want dreams and visions. You heard it in Acts, and it also is in other parts of the Bible as well, that he will give us dreams and visions. Study the life of Joseph in the Old Testament. Man, that is a really cool story of how he he had a lot of power and influence, and it was because of dream interpretation. So the other thing is write down your dreams. Even if you're just writing them down, it can give you some revelation. Get some basic knowledge about dream interpretation, but don't get stressed out about it because you can really get into this quite a bit. Remember that God is a God of peace. And so if you start to look into it and it feels stressful, then put it down. Don't keep focusing on that. I want to give you a dream interpretation from Cindy McGill's book, just so you can get a little understanding of, okay, this is how this works. All right. So there is a American film producer and screenwriter, and she had a dream that was this. She said, I've had a lot of incredible, vivid aircraft out of control about to crash dreams. You know, when you wake up and it feels like it actually happened, a lot of airplanes narrowly avoiding things coming down fast. I'm never flying the plane. I'm always freaking out in back. So Cindy's interpretation is that this dream has to do with opportunities or projects that have come to this person and shows that this person does not trust those involved with him to fly or to direct things correctly. This person's life is in jeopardy because he is on the plane or is connected with these people in some significant way. The dream could also be about the career and the people whom they're connected to. It shows that they have fears about who is in control. They're in the back of the plane, which says that they feel that they're not in control the way that they would if they were in the driver's seat. At the time of these dreams, this person was probably feeling as though they were connected to people who did not know what they were doing. They were taking chances with his career and coming down fast, narrowly avoiding disaster. This could also be a warning dream to go instead with other people that this person trusts with safety. It could also be showing his need to be in control of his own destiny. So you can hear how you take the symbolism of not driving and being in the back of the plane and flying and feeling out of control, the sense of needing to be in control. So there's a lot of different ways that you can go with dream interpretation. And what I'd say is listen to the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit, what do you have to say about this? And wait on it. Don't just make assumptions or look at a dream book and say, oh, that's what the definition says. But really wait on the Lord and then sit with it maybe for a couple days so you can find out, okay, what does that actually mean? What did you have to say about that? Because we can get a lot more peace from being able to know that the Lord is actually talking to you in your sleep, wants you to dream. And not only just dream in your sleep, but actually dream about the world and about your purpose and your life. And he wants us to think bigger and not just stay small. And so it's an opportunity for us to actually gain more insight to have better sleep, to improve our life, which is going to ultimately impact our sleep. So right now, I pray for peaceful sleep over you. Holy Spirit, come. I pray for healthy immune systems, for healthy brains, for healthy mental health. I pray that we can eat healthy and we can stay away from things that impact our sleep negatively. Just to listen to our own body and know that we each need something specific for each one of us. Help us to have self-discipline, self-control, to be obedient to your requests, and that we will stay away from things that you know isn't good for us. 
We pray for dreams and visions in the night and that you can awaken the purpose and the will and the call that you have on our life. Help us to remember our dreams and to write them down accurately. Give us revelation in the middle of the night and help us to remember that it came from you and to give you glory and honor. This isn't about us being awesome. This is about you getting the glory. Psalms 121, 3-4 says, He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Thank you, God, that you intercede over us and that you are praying for us and you are looking over us no matter what and that you never leave us or forsake us. We thank you for the ability to get our worries out to you and not hold them in. We thank you that we can be in your presence and we can experience the peace that surpasses all understanding. So we thank you, Lord, for beautiful, restful, heavenly sleep in the night. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.